Nick Broadhurst. Welcome to VIP Plus. Thank you. The very first episode. Very exciting. It's so awesome to have you here. And I just want to thank everyone so much for sending in your questions. They are awesome. So should we just dive right in? Yes. First question comes from Meigs. She has asked, Hey guys, I'm wondering how to get unstuck in terms of career. I'm studying at uni to be a nutritionist. I have an IIN health coaching certification. I am a bar Pilates instructor. I have 10 years experience as a primary school teacher. I have started a health business that is going slow, but I seriously don't know what to sell. Ha ha. I love health and nutrition, but I just don't know what to produce. How do I work it out? Such a great question. And I know so many people probably have been in this same situation, especially when you are multi-passionate and you have so many things that you love. It can feel really confusing and like you have no idea where to start. So I can relate to this, but my piece of advice would be what lights you up the most? What are you most excited to talk about, to teach, to share? I would ask yourself that question. Is it about health? Is it about fitness? Is it about, I don't know, whatever. But ask yourself that question because the answer will help you uncover what it is that you are to do next. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'd probably go back a step even and say, uh, do you want to be creating physical products or digital products? Because they're two very, very different things. Obviously digital, if you do it yourself, has a zero cost. You can create things yourself, create a video, upload it. So you can launch things literally for free. Uh, What are your financial resources? How much money do you want to spend? There's a lot of questions there. And if you do decide to go physical, is it retail? Is it direct to consumer? Um, So a few things that you can think about in terms of where you want to start. Obviously, if you're in the health and wellness space, then information is valuable. It's highly sought after and people are looking for answers in their health and in their wellness. So have a think about that first of all, digital or physical. And once you come up with that answer, and as Melissa said, what's lighting you up? What do you love to talk about? That's probably the most important piece, Like you have to love it. Like you really have to love it. If you don't, it's going to be hard to see it through to becoming successful with that product because it's going to feel like a chore. And, you know, if you want it to have longevity, you've got to love it. And people can feel it if you don't love it. And when you do love something and you talk about it, that passion and that excitement comes through in your marketing, comes through every time you talk about that product or that program, people can feel the passion and the excitement, which is so important. It is. So we hope that helps. I mean, it is hard to answer that question without knowing a lot more about you, but going back to those basics first, establish that and then move on from there. Okay. Next question is how do you parent a child when they may learn poor behaviors from others at school? Well, yeah, as you guys know, we have a 16 year old and we have Bambi, who's obviously not at school, (laughs) but Leo is at school. And it's a, you know, we were chatting about schooling the other day and how there's these different options. There's homeschooling, there's uh, common schools, then there's 
alternate schools. And it's really, you know, it's really tricky because ultimately we would love to create our own school that uh, encompasses everything that we believe in. And maybe we will still do that. That's definitely one of the things that we want to do, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big dream. It's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we might do it. Um, But I think one of the important things to remember is that what happens in the home is very important. And if stuff happens outside of the home, like having crystal clear communication with your children and talking to them about it um, and maybe discussing why that behavior is not ideal and why you in, and your family don't live or believe that behavior is is ideal. I think having crystal clear communication with your children and then modeling in your family what you believe in is really important. Yeah, you can make it really clear by having a core values. Um, you can make an artwork out of it or just go on canva.com and you can create something really pretty and print it off. Um, but you write out what are the family core values. Or the family principles, whatever principles. you want to call them. Which is something we've done, um, although since we moved, I don't know where they went. But It's currently in Evernote, but we need to reprint it and stick it back up. Okay, so it's really great because you can do it for different ages. If they're really young, you can just use a little bit more simple language to help them understand about being kind. Um, all the things that you believe are the sort of core values you want to instill in your child. So if they come home and there is something happening at school, that's outside of those core values, you say, hey, can we just go and revisit um, the Broadhurst family principles? Let's have a chat about that. And because it's there, it's so present, it becomes part of their world, but only if you make it part of their world. So whether you once a week, you go over it at dinner together, you bring it out and you talk about it and what does each of those values mean, the more you instill these things in your children, the more they're going to obviously take that from the house into the school. So... We're lucky with Leo. He's uh, not really ever had a lot of poor behavior. Um, there's been little things where I'm like, mm, don't really agree with um, the way that you know you're talking or this and that. And I just say to him, darling, you know, in this house, that's not how we operate. We operate differently here in this house. This is what we believe. This is one of our core values. And he never pushes back on that. He's always just like, yep, yeah, okay, you know. Um, I would probably start with that personally. I think it's really, really powerful. It's such a beautiful thing to do to sit down with your partner and get really clear on your core values. We did this before Bambi was born and it was a really beautiful thing to do. And this is definitely a reminder for us, I, t- I think too, don't mm. you? It is. And there's also um, you can do not only the core values, you can do, what are they called? If you have like a family. Crest. Crest, yeah. Like I remember. Our I, friends do. Yeah, I have a. Nat and T have a, have a crest. Well, Ben Greenfield has one that they made. It looks like something out of a 1900s like hunting lodge or something, you know. It's all carved out of timber and it has images in the timber that represent their core values, which I thought was really cool. That's amazing. I want to see this. Where did you see that? Uh, just If you just Google Ben Greenfield family crest, it will probably come up. Cool. Um, yeah, he's spoken about it a lot. We hope that helps. Okay, next question is, when did Bambi sleep through the night with no wake-ups or night feeds? Well, we night weaned at 11 and a half months, so just before her 
first birthday. And the reason why we decided to night wean was because I got a cut in my nipple. And at this stage, I was only feeding off one breast because one, the other one, it just decided, you know, that it wasn't going to produce. Actually, the whole time it's never produced as much milk as the other one. So I've always had one like power boob over producer. And I don't remember the age where she just completely stopped feeding off the left boob. I can't remember. Can you remember when that was? I think she was still feeding off both at 11 and a half. Mm, I honestly, I can't remember, but. Just not as much. Right. Okay. I can't remember. But anyway, we, I got a cut in my power boob in the nipple and it was excruciating. So every time she would latch on, I was just in so much pain, tears rolling down my eyes. My toes would curl up when she would latch on. Um, And no, no, she wasn't getting any out of that other one at this stage. That's why we decided we had to stop. Right. And then I remember you saying, right, Nick, here's Dr. Golly's night weaning, read it, do it. I'm done. (laughs) Well, the thing was, is uh, in order to let it heal, I needed a break. And during the day, like I would get sun on it. I would get salt on it. I was using the silverettes, which are amazing. Google silverettes for your nipples. They were incredible. Um, And I would whip them out whenever I had nipple stuff going on. Uh, So at 11 and a half months, uh, I said, Nick, we've got to do something because I can't, like I'm, I'm in so much pain. So we did Dr. Golly's program and he has a night weaning protocol protocol, and we literally just followed that and it took three nights. So the first night she woke up and the first time Nick would go in um, and resettle her and he would just pick her up and say, it's, it's sleep time, baby girl. And it's time to go back to sleep. And he would just tell her and she went down pretty quickly, didn't she? Yeah. There's a whole process you follow. Like how long do you wait the first time? How long do you wait the second time? And when I say wait, you're listening to them really carefully to see if they're just kind of like "Mm," protesting, I want attention or if they're actually upset. And you've got to know the difference because if they're upset, you never leave them. Ever, ever, ever. And we never have left her if she is upset. We are always there straight away. So the first night was, yeah, three times. Yeah, Second, so she worked three three times and you would go in. No, she went straight back down. It was much easier than I thought. Second night was twice. Third night was once. Fourth night all the way through. <laughs> we were like, what? And we were like, and then I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? Well, to be honest, you, I think you could have night weaned. A fair bit earlier, as soon as you started solids, I think you could have been pretty close. And I remember on that fourth night when she slept all the way through and I had my first eight hours of solid sleep the whole way through, I literally danced out of the bedroom, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, I could run a mountain three times. I had so much energy. Um and yeah, and now she sleeps through the night. She sleeps seven till seven. She is a dream boat. Like she's a dream boat. And there's so many reasons why I think she is like that. And I actually share so many of them in my upcoming program, which I'll be launching in October, which I'm so excited to tell you guys more about very soon. 
However, there's a lot of things that we did that have led to her being a dream sleeper. Yeah, for sure. Like so many. And a couple of them are like we have always spoken about sleep in a really positive, exciting manner. So it's always like we're going to go to sleep and we're going to put your sleep suit on. And like we've always spoken about it really in a lighthearted way. Um, We do what Dr. Golly says. He calls them happy wake-ups. So when you go in, you're like, hi, darling. Like, how did you sleep? Did you have a good sleep? Like, make it really positive. You're such an amazing sleeper. Oh, my gosh, you're like a gold medalist sleeper. (laughs) Yeah, you must feel so great. So we did lots of that. You know, lots of things like we've used white noise in the past, in the early days, dark room. Uh, She has a beautiful little comfy in her bed that she calls Dodo, which is so cute. That's French for sleep. She's she's learning French. Well, she actually understands French. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. So there are so many things that we did to really have a positive association with sleep. So that definitely helps. And she's, she's a dream. So I hope that helps. <laughs> Both your current beauty rituals with a baby. <laughs> beauty rituals? <laughs> What? I don't do anything. Well, okay. No, no that's talking, not true. Are we talking about skincare? I think so. I think I think they're talking about skincare. And I just want to preface this whole answer with Nick has oh. an extensive beauty regime that is very long and Leo and I are constantly paying him out for his beauty routine. I have I don't do a lot of stuff. I truly don't. I I cleanse and I've only just started cleansing and I put moisturizer on. And actually something that I have recently started doing is wearing uh, a zinc, just a pure zinc on my face because and I've been wearing a hat and um glasses because my organic facialist was like, "Melissa, you spend a lot of time outside. You need to start protecting your skin and giving back to it a little bit. So I cleanse at night and I put moisturizer on with my zinc and that's it, guys. I mean, I know you Here say- Here we go, Nick Broadhurst. Here we go. you say I've got an extensive routine. I actually don't. You take five hours. But that's that's not beauty. That's different things. Protocols. Okay. So we have gone through lots of things over the years. That we've tried. We have used so many incredible organic products. And just recently we came across at our local markets, we'd seen them for years and never actually stopped at the store. And we're like, oh, we should go and stop at the store. And we had a chat and it's a company called Wild Nature Australia. And they have a face and body cream, which doesn't feel like a cream. It looks it looks kind of like the consistency of like a pawpaw cream or something. Mm. A bit runnier maybe. Um, it's incredibly clean. It is just pure organic aloe vera, sweet almond oil, beeswax, coconut oil, vitamin E and vitamin B5, French lavender and chamomile essential oils. And it smells so good. And I have to say, out of everything I've used, I think this is the most effective thing I've used. And you know what's wild is it's not expensive and it's like in basic packaging, it's not fancy and it's from our local market. It's been there the whole time and... Yeah, we absolutely love it. So that's what we've been using on our face at the moment. And I <clears throat> I do layer things underneath sometimes. Like I usually put some sort of essential oil underneath first. At the moment at night I do doTERRA's yarrow pom, which is yarrow and pomegranate. It's really beautiful. It's like a bright, bright 
sorry, like a deep, deep blue. So your face kind of goes blue. Um, and I also use, to be honest, just different types of essential oils I like putting on. Um, and then I put this on over the top or I just mix it into this actually. That's what I do. And during the day, we actually grab a bit of uh, like a very clean sunscreen, like a zinc that's tinted. And we mix it in with this and put it on our face and that's it. So I don't have a big routine anymore. That said, you know, we do exfoliate. I exfoliate twice a week, Monday and Friday. Um, And I do ice facials, which is very simple. I just have a big glass bowl, which is one third full of water. I freeze it overnight, take it out, fill the bowl with water in the morning, leave it for like 20 minutes, half an hour. And then before I have a shower or after I shave, I just dunk my head as long as I can. Really good for inflammation in the face, um, but really great for the parasympathetic nervous system because it stimulates the vagus nerve. Um, So I reckon that's pretty simple, really. Mm, All right. All right. I'll give it to you. Uh, Kind of ties into the next um, question because, you know, looking at this packaging of this product, I don't think it's it's recyclable, but it's not like any sort of special packaging. Could you kindly share how you plan your consumption purchases ahead and make sure those always align with your values and ethical standards? Sometimes, particularly in the fashion industry, it feels like a jungle that is too difficult to navigate as transparent information is lacking. Oh, that's for sure. Mm, definitely. I This is an area where I am always trying to do better. One of my best friends, Sally, is a ninja at this. Like she emails all of the fashion labels. She only purchases from sustainable, um, ethically made, not in a sweatshop, not in a sweatshop. Sorry, that's a bit of a tongue twister. And it's something that she's really passionate about. And she also emails them ahead of time and says, you know, no plastic. Can you not wrap my item of clothing in plastic and things like that. So there are things that you can do. And this is an area where I am consciously trying to do better. Um, But I think find there are brands out there. There are incredible brands out there that are doing incredible things. And when you find them, shout it from the rooftops and purchase from them. And, And if there is blurry areas where you're not sure, you can always just email them and ask. Yeah, check out Lucy Folk. I mean, Lucy Folk's hardcore on this stuff. Really, really hardcore. The best that I've seen. Um, certainly at that level of fashion coolness, because they're uber cool. Um, I think Lucy Folk's amazing. And I would say fashion is probably my weakest area because I think in all other areas, I'm really good. You excel. Well, you're probably even better than me, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. I might buy the occasional packaged food. Like I might, I might want to try that pasta, which comes in a box in a plastic thing. And I'm like, no, like I am so staunch on it. Like I, if I had it totally my way, I would only buy fruit and vegetables and nothing out of a packet or a box. But Nick will go to the shops and he'll see like a chickpea miso paste, which is in glass from an amazing company, but, you know, I probably wouldn't have bought it because I'm trying to avoid all packaged things just because it's more stuff. Yeah, but you do like the chickpea miso. I do like it, yeah. It's okay. it's delicious. But, yeah, I am probably 
a bit more, what's the word? Hardcore. Hardcore when but it comes I, to that. I think to answer the question, honestly, there's no easy answer to that with fashion. It's investigation. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you're shopping at some of the major chains, probably not a great idea um, if that's something you're really concerned about. <clears throat> so just being in touch with the companies and asking them how they operate. But it is tricky. Another great thing you can do is clothing swaps uh, with your friends. There's some websites now. I think it's called, my goodness, Bebop. Don't quote me on that. Or Debop. I'm not sure. But it's like a clothing swap. Uh, Bebop? What is it? Depop. Depop, guys. It's called Depop. And you can put up your clothes on there and swap and, and yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. You did that recently for heaps of clothes. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, and lots of my friends do it. And I was with someone the other day and I was like, that blazer is so great. And she's like, yeah, I got it off here. I was like, wow, and mm. half the price. So you can do stuff like that too. I love recycling and I love sharing. Like my girlfriends and I, we share clothes all the time. Like there's no point going and buying. Like Sally just came over. She's like, can I borrow a dress for this weekend? Sure. Take it. It's just sitting there in my cupboard. So, yeah, share with your friends. And also just in general, consume less of everything. Can can you take your own advice there? (laughs) I'm pretty open, like, when it comes to musical stuff and health stuff. I don't really have an off switch. I just – they're my joys, so I just go for it. I mean, I just bought a new device called the Air 2, A-I-R-E 2, which is like a IBS, SIBO, CFO, breath – air breath testing device. It's freaking cool. Um, I have to rein him in, guys. I have to, like, put a cap on his – I need to actually put a lock on your credit card. You actually can try, but you'll fail. I know. I will fail. I know. But you know how, like, it's usually the other way around? And for us, it's you. You're the one that's, like, the shopper. If I left everything up to you, we'd have no clothes, no no (laughs) food. We'd live in – we'd have food. We'd have food. We'd run out. We would run out toward the end of the week for sure. Yeah. Shopping at the markets, of course, is a no-brainer no because you're just getting rid of so much packaging doing that and you're saving so much money. And your money's going direct to the farmers. So please shop at your farmer's market. Yeah. I hope that helps. Um, next question. Do you two ever have stages in life or moments where you feel overwhelmed and have the need to evolve or change everything? How do you best deal with those No, I never, actually never feel overwhelmed ever in my entire life. I don't feel overwhelmed right now. (laughs) Yes, honey, yes. We are human, yes. And there are times where we feel overwhelmed and stretched, stretched. And we're also really good at picking it and then going something needs to shift. We shift pretty quickly. Yeah, the shift is either need to get rid of something or we need to bring more people on. To support us, whether that's in our team or our personal life. But we can see when either one of us or both of us are stretched thin and we pivot and we pivot really quickly. And I think that's definitely a good trait that we have. We can go, okay, in our business, we're very stretched thin. What do we need? Do we need to bring someone on? What do we, or do we need to let go of that project? What is it? So if you are feeling overwhelmed or stretched thin right now, 
ask yourself, what is the support you need? Leverage. Yeah, what leverage do you need right now in your life or what can you let go of and uh, meditate as well? (laughs) Yeah, and just sometimes when there's just so much happening, I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a surf. I'm going to take the day off and things will build up and I just don't care. Yeah, that's not me though. That's you. And I admire that you can do that, but I I can't. No, I can do that. (laughs) Go do some gardening or something. So it does happen frequently. It's happening to us both right now, to be honest, because we have bitten off a bit more than we can chew with the resources we currently have. So we are now having to bring new support in, you know, so we are pivoting as we speak. Um, In terms of evolve or change everything, yeah, I mean, obviously we're always evolving, right? Um, But in terms of changing things, I reckon that's a constant discussion. Yeah, we're constantly pivoting, constantly changing, shifting and evolving all the time in our personal life and in our business. Yeah, we've been planning something for years since we met, something else. What is it? What's it going to be? And we've never gone into it because we've never felt like that's it, you know. And it wasn't until recently we had to bring support in just to get clarity on this. We spent a fortune just going through the process of getting clarity on what's next for us. And we actually found it, which is very exciting. Um, So you'll hear more about that in the coming months and years. Very big project, very exciting. Um, And that's, I wouldn't say that's changing. That's definitely an evolution for us. Um, But we didn't rush that. No, it's we taken didn't. Nine years <laughs> to figure it out, um, but it, I think it's our legacy company that we're building, and we think you're going to love it. And Melissa also has something coming out in October, which is freaking awesome and extraordinary. And my gosh, stay tuned for that. Okay, next question, which I know I can answer very easily. I really love the look of the food you post occasionally, and need some inspiration. Can you share some recipes? Well, not so much sharing recipes. I'll give you like the, I think, the most important piece of equipment in the kitchen. Okay, go for it. What do you think it is? The Instant Pot, his new love affair. Again, a gadget that he bought. For you. For my birthday, but it was for him and he just covered it up like it was for my birthday. How much do you love it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And if you are a plant-based family, it's so good. It's amazing. Or not. And, And to be honest, like, We could post way more food stuff, but a lot of the time it is quite basic. During the week, we eat very basic and and like not quote unquote insta-worthy food. However, that's also really important to mention. Like we just make sure like all of our meals have greens, they have healthy carbs, healthy fat and protein. And it kind of just is really... Really, really basic. That's kind of a good blueprint to follow. I just had a revelation. That's what we should be sharing. Because, yeah, uh, no joke, this is a very, very common question and, and it's very common that people don't, actually don't know what to eat. Do you know how many questions I get in my DMs about what to eat? However, there's also like a part of me that's like I don't want people to think that they have to eat exactly like us you know what I mean? Like, well, I would say I really do hope that a much larger proportion of the world do go plant based. If we get out of this discussion around 
this diet versus that diet, blah, blah. It's so freaking boring. And none of it matters because if we don't change the way we eat, it doesn't matter anyway because there ain't going to be any freaking world to worry about. Mm, You guys need, and I mentioned this in Motivate Plus, but you guys need to watch Eating Our Way to Extinction. Yeah. It's it's essential viewing for you and your whole family. Put it on this weekend and listen. Sorry, sorry, and watch. It's going to have some uncomfortable truths, especially if you eat um, animals and certainly not on a soapbox here because 40 years of my life I ate animal products, you know, so I'm not going to go on a rant about that. Maybe I will. But um, if you care about your children, and I'm assuming you do. And your children's children. Or your future children if you don't have children and their children and their children. If you care about them, we need to stop eating animals and animal products or drastically reduce. There are some numbers in this documentary where literally if it's not reduced by 80% by a certain year, I think 2050 or something, like we are in serious freaking trouble. And that's not that far away. Global fisheries will be gone in the next decade. Decade. That's nuts. If the oceans die, we die. So I think, you know, this is totally off topic here but something we're very passionate about. If people are concerned about deficiencies, all these things on a plant-based diet, you don't have to be, number one. But if you are, don't you think taking a supplement to overcome that apparent um, deficiency is better than leaving a world for our children where they don't have access to beautiful organic produce like we do, where there's no soil left? It's a big, big topic and something we're very um, passionate about. And also one of the reasons it's been hard to launch anything with physical products because we don't want to create more confusion and we don't want to put more packaging in the world. So if we do something, it has to be freaking awesome, which is what we're planning now and we have a way to do that. So Instant Pot, and there's a book called The Vegan Instant Pot Cookbook by a girl on YouTube called Rainbow Plant Life. And go on there and search Rainbow Plant Life Instant Pot and there's some great videos which talk about why it's so good. If you eat animal products, sorry, I'm not totally hating on you here. I'm just saying that in general we do need to change as a planet. Um, But if you are still using animal products, Instant Pot's amazing for that as well. So, yeah, check that cookbook out. It's so good. I think in general – there's just too much consumption of animal products. People are eating it four or five times a day. And that's just, that is killing our planet. Yeah. And there's always, oh, you know, you see Instagram is, you can't be healthy on a plant-based diet. I mean, come on. Are we still saying that? Really? Mm. We know from the Loma Linda population in, um, uh, sorry, the Seventh-day Adventist population in Loma Linda, California, living a modern life amongst uh, pollution like we do, and the vegans outlive the vegetarians. The vegetarians outlive the omnivores. We know that this can be done in a modern world. So why aren't we just at least at a minimum shifting away and having a more predominantly plant-based diet? Why? Why aren't we doing that? Hmm. Definitely something to think about. And it's cheap. So cheap. My gosh, like rice and beans. Hello, how cheap is that? Some Broccoli. Mm, yum, yum, yum. A green, a grain. What is it? A green, a grain, and a bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, next question off the soapbox. I really, no, I've done that one. I would love to know who you used for gene testing and who helped you understand the results, please. Yep, so we used the DNA company. Yes, yes, and I've actually done an episode on the podcast all about this. It's episode 428, the simple at-home gene test to customize your supplements, prevent disease, and slow aging. So I did it with the founder of the DNA company. So go and listen to that episode. And that's what we have used and done. And it's incredible. And they actually give you a full report. and uh, Six reports. Yeah, six reports. It's really amazing. And they're very easy to understand, but you also can have someone help you decipher the information as well. You know what's interesting about that? When I first got my report back and I was reading through the dietary stuff and it was saying that I thrive <clears throat> best on eating in a certain time frame and a not too high a carbohydrate diet. And I just couldn't see myself moving away from the carbohydrate sort of focused diet. But I have actually naturally shifted away from a lot of the more carbohydrate based foods. Like I'm not having as much sweet potato and potatoes, these sorts of things. And more having more quinoa and, you know, those sorts of things. And I feel a lot better. That's great, babe. Well, I think it's, you know, it opened my eyes to a different way of eating and it took me a while, but it's working for me. Definitely check that out. I think there may be an offer on the website. If you go to melissaemersinishop.com forward slash shop, there may be an offer on there. I'm not too sure. And check out melissaemersinishop.com forward slash 428 to listen to the episode. Okay. Second last question. Which vitamins do you trust in Australia? I'm finding the shipping cost from Stephen Cabral's Equilife so expensive lately. It is. Yeah. Well, look, we love Stephen's. Equilibrium Nutrition, love it. Obviously. And we use it and we love his products. And the, the daily nutritional support we think is a fantastic product. Uh, all these products are great. It depends what you want. If you're looking for a basic, it's just covering your bases, you could look at Emil Essential 8. Um, Simon Hill talks about it on his podcast. He was involved in formulating that. But if you just Google Emil Essential 8, it's spelled E M. I-E-L-E, I think. Try that. Anyway, it'll come up. And it just has the basics, eight basic essential um, nutrients. And one of those is the algae oil, which is awesome. And that's what uh, Leo's mum subscribes to for Leo, which is awesome as well. And it's hard to answer because there's like a zillion different things I could recommend. But if you just want to cover your bases, I would say that. One thing we do add into it is I think the brand is called Nature's Sunshine, a vitamin C, which I really like. I just have one or two grams of that a day just in tablet form. And what else, darling, do we have consistently? Mm, I have Stephen's Bees. Yeah, you do have a bee complex. Yeah. And I think, you know, with all supplements, just, again, do your research, like the fashion thing, do your research, email uh, ask questions. You are entitled to ask questions, right? And ideally, you know, we would be getting everything we need from our food. And also like, make sure you do the testing so that, you know, like there's no point taking an iron supplement if you don't even know if you're low in iron, you know, like don't go taking calcium and iron and all of these things if you don't even know if you need them. I think that's really important. Like make sure you do the testing and you find out what your body needs. 
Yeah, there's a new company called Aura, O-R-I. I think they're new. They sent us their Super Greens, which is a really beautiful product. Um, so check out O-R-A, Aura. And you can also have a look at Athletic Greens. It's a really great, clean, all-in-one that's got a lot of your bases covered. I really like Athletic Greens, and Leo has that as well. Um, so there's some basic, basics for you. Um, Wonderlust is a very clean product in Australia. And any other clean products in Australia in general? clean companies? To be honest, I, I haven't done that much research just because we kind of stick with the ones we've mentioned and, and Stevens. Yeah. The other option, of course, is iHerb. <clears throat> if you order over a certain amount and under a certain amount, you get free shipping to Australia. So I have done quite a bit on iHerb over the years. Um, that's, bless you. <laughs> She's trying to hold back his knees. <laughs> iHerb is really great for that as well. Um, but, oh, my gosh, it, just the idea of shipping things across the world is also kind of crazy. So if you can buy local, that's better. So a meal is awesome. And for all of the Aussies, we are creating something that is going to support you. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, sure. I won't say anymore. I won't say anymore. Why Aussies? It's global. You well, you know, she was just saying oh, okay. uh, in Australia, the question was which vitamins do you trust in Australia? So oh, I was just saying. Stay tuned on that. Stay tuned. It's yeah. going to be global and big. Last question. Do you still use your sunlight and sauna? What are your thoughts on the EMFs? We sold our sunlight and sauna as part of our property because it was built in. So we don't have it anymore. Um which is such a shame. It's one of the few things that I find makes the biggest difference in my life is infrared saunas. We will be getting another sauna in the house that we are building, which is exciting. We're going to get a bigger one that we can do yoga in, which is even more exciting, like just really efficient with our time. EMFs, I would say sunlight and then clear light would be the two lowest that I'm aware of. They may be lower, but I don't think so. Um, I'm going to judge the EMF based on how I feel coming out. I remember we had a cheaper sauna years ago and I always felt like I was a bit fried <laughs> and I come out of a sunlight and I feel amazing. Um, the research I've done on EMFs for sunlight and clear light have both been fine for me. I've felt totally comfortable with the EMF exposure. So it's not a concern for me. How about you, darling? Well, I have not used it in a very long time because – it's not advised whilst you're pregnant or breastfeeding, and that's been my life for the last couple of years. But there is in the sunlight and there is a relaxation setting, which I think is safe for yeah. breastfeeding. I'm not sure about pregnancy, but, gentle. yeah, it's very gentle, And but I haven't, I haven't used it. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't really comment. I haven't used it in a while. There is a an offer in the shop again, melissaamerson.com forward slash shop. We don't get paid for this or anything. It's just something which they passed on to us as a discount. I think you get $500 off Sunlight. Um, if you go to the shop, there's details there on how to get $500 off. And that was the last question, my friends. We really, really hoped you had an awesome experience listening to this because we love doing these episodes so much for you guys. It's, it's the best. So thank you for sending in your questions and thank you for being here. We're so grateful. We're so honored and stay tuned for all of the goodness to come. We ciao. love you. Ciao, ciao.